This is an AMI podcast. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Welcome back. It's now with Dave Brown on AMI. We are continuing our coverage of the Ontario Disability Network's 2022 Rethinking Disability Conference. Alex Smythe was on the ground and brought us back oh so many interviews. Alex, you've got one more for us. What's on deck this time? Yeah, that's right, Dave. This is our our final interview from uh, the conference. Uh, I had a chance to speak with Ronia Michael from Abilities to Work, and uh, she had a lot to say about uh, funding, finance, and also making accommodations and adjustments to workplaces to make them more accessible. Ronia, thank you so much for joining me today. You're so welcome. Thank you for having me today. So you just completed your session. Can you tell me a bit about what you covered during that talk? Well, um, effective grant writing techniques is something that I developed for this conference because I think it's really important that CEOs and managers of not-for-profit organizations, charitable organizations, have an understanding of what's available to them and how they can better serve, not only within their internal organization, but for clients out there who are looking for employment support. And did you kind of showcase and talk about uh, different styles or approaches in terms of funding uh, that uh, certain businesses have gone through? What I did discuss uh, were the multiple types of grants. So for example, anyone can apply for a project grant, which are usually available through either your municipal, your um, provincial, or your federal governments. And those are available to every not-for-profit or charitable organization across the board, and in some cases, for-profit organizations. So I talked about project grants, capital grants, what those mean. Um, any type of grant that has to do with capacity building. So for example, wanting to make your spaces bigger to accommodate more people so you can expand on your service delivery projects. I also talked about research grants. You know, you have a seed idea, you want to gain more information on how to put something uh, together, but you're really not sure what it's going to look like. You want to conduct some research to get more information to bring that idea to fruition, but at the same time, you have the evidence to back that. And then lastly, and not lastly, is accessibility, which is so important. You know, one of the things that I've heard from many organizations is that they don't apply for accessibility funds. And in this day and age, with you know one out of four Canadians self-disclosing that they have a disability, it doesn't make any sense to me why businesses wouldn't do that. But what I have learned is that not-for-profits are just so used to the status quo and getting their recurring funding so they can continue, continue to pay for you know, their overhead, keeping the lights on, paying for their staff, that they don't think that they can apply for other kinds of funding that can really expand on their deliverables, but also provide the best possible experience for people with disabilities. Well, and one thing that I certainly have noticed during my time in covering the community is the fact that oftentimes when you hear businesses, nonprofits who are addressing accessibility needs, it's typically done after the fact. Like, are there certain uh, grants or, or funding available if 
businesses or organizations work to incorporate it from the beginning? Absolutely. There is funding available, and I want to just talk about it from two different streams. So there is the organizational stream. Um, organizations can apply for the Enabling Accessibility Fund, which is offered through Economic and Social Development Canada. So there are two sizes. There's the small size grant, which is approximately $100,000. And there is also the mid-size projects, which is $3 million. So this is to increase capacity, to make your spaces accessible. We're talking, you know, knocking down walls and making the spaces accessible. So if, let's say, for example, if you have an interview room, you're conducting intakes, and you have this tiny little space, how can you imagine someone, you know, in a wheelchair being able to come in? And what if they have a support person? So one of the things that you can do is you can apply for funding to knock down those walls and build the appropriate spaces to accommodate people. You can also utilize the funding for accessibility, accessibility buttons, pardon me, um, because as you know, all organizations and businesses must become AODA compliant by 2025, and anyone in a larger corporation that's national has to um, fall within the Canada Accessibilities Act by 2040. So the funding is available, not just through the Enabling Accessibility Grant, but there are also smaller pockets of money. So for example, each municipality has funding that is available, and anyone can you know, Google it and look for the different kinds of funding within their own municipality to apply for it. The Ontario Trillium Foundation is another excellent resource. They have funding for you know, capital grants, grow grants, seed grants, and so any organization can apply for those as well. And they usually fund up to about $250,000. So anything from like $10,000 to $250,000, it could be a one-year or a multi-year project. And so what was the response from your session today? Was there a lot of interest in, in this topic? And was there a lot of uh, conversation that sprung from it? There was a lot of conversation that sprung from it, which... I was really excited to see because after seeing Joe speaking this morning, you know, and him talking about breaking barriers and the possibilities, I just felt so motivated to say to uh, the audience that you can break those barriers because together it takes all of us to facilitate change by asking for things that are outside of the traditional ask. And so people were asking me, you know, what are some of the things that you've applied for? And I shared a number of things, like for example, abilities to work can provide a laptop for any client that comes in the door. We've developed, developed digital literacy courses uh, for individuals who are just learning how to use the technology. Anything from VRS, which is video relay service that the deaf communicate with. We also have you know, how to write your email or your first email or how to um, text or go on to Zoom, and that is available. And this is where we push the boundaries with the government, by the way. Those courses are available in English, French, and American Sign Language. So what we're doing is we're working on uh, developing all of our content and our e-learning in English, French, and American Sign Language, making it accessible to everyone. Ronia, thank you so much for chatting with me today. You're so welcome. Thank you for having me here. Alex, in the same way that you're expressing gratitude and thanks to these guests for taking the time, I want to express some gratitude and thanks for you uh, to go out to that conference for uh, for Odin this week and talking to all these folks. So the, the, the conversations and interviews you brought back have been illuminating. 
Yeah, you know, it was a ton of fun to be able to talk with everybody, to be there, be on the ground, especially, you know, after the last few years of having to do everything remotely. The conversations are so important. And being able to go in and see a room full of people and uh, meet with all these different organizations that are doing vital work and and sharing that message that they have to to share for improving employment for people with disabilities, it's huge. So I I, it was a blast for me to be able to do it as well. Alex, you just spoke to someone from Abilities to Work. Where should folks go to learn more about the work that they do? Yeah, they can head to abilitiestowork.com. That's great, Alex. Thank you for your continued coverage of this uh, Odin conference. We appreciate it. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. The Walrus is Canada's conversation, and you're invited to take part. Download AMI's Voices of the Walrus, where professional narrators read selected articles from the magazine. Available wherever you download your AMI podcasts.